The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Um, we are living in crazy times and technology is an aspect of um, adding a little extra chaos. Uh, but I wanna say hello to the people behind the technology. Oh gosh, I think we've got Olivia on Transformation Talk Radio and Mr. Benny Mathers, who's just oh so far away. I'm used to seeing you across the counter, Benny. How you uh, doing? No, we just have a larger counter to talk across now, I guess if you really <laughs> wanna put it that way. <laughs> But, you know, it's all the quantum field. Yeah. And the, the question is, can we get the technology to hook up things properly? And uh, I appreciate everybody behind the technology. You know, Benny, is life weird with your boys at home? Uh, it's not too bad. Um, I was talking to Kate before we started the show. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful week we've had in store for us here in the Seattle area. And it's continuing on. That's great. It's getting people outdoors a little bit more, which is kind of taking a little bit of the stress off. And I built a fire pit yesterday, so I had some time on my hands. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, living in these times of a pandemic, mm -hmm brings up some interesting things. It, it illuminates a lot about the world from the vulnerability to the courage out there, from the great dysfunction in a variety of ways to the ingenuity to sort of solve some problems. Um, it also has created a certain type of isolation, but it's also underlined our interconnectedness. It's also illuminated some of the greed that's there but it's also shown that there is a, a great deal of generosity of spirit. So this COVID-19 pandemic is illuminating a lot of things for us right now. And our guest today is gonna to be talking about that, but from an even higher level perspective. But before I tell you who that is, we're gonna take a quick 60 second break to make sure the technology is working as it should. And then we'll come back for a long deep dive into the truth associated with COVID-19. Stay tuned for more here on The Christine Upchurch Show. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrude Show here in KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I think we've got all the technology aligned and I wanna introduce our guest today. She's been on the show before. She's one of these people I love to have a deep dive into all sorts of topics. Um, we're talking about Kate Montana. She's the author of Unearthing Venus and the E-Word and co-author of The Heart of the Matter with Dr. Darren Weissman. She has a degree, a master's degree in humanistic psychology. She writes and teaches about the ego. Um, she was also the person who pulled me into talk about spiritual cliches in one of her books. Um, and she writes a lot about sort of transpersonal consciousness, quantum physics, evolution. She's had this journalism background for decades now. She served as the Northwest Bureau Chief 
and editor of the national Native American paper, Indian Country Today. She's written for the Seattle Magazine and other Northwest publications, although she's not in the Northwest anymore, and we'll find out about that. Um, she, she wrote um, the newsletter for um, What the Belief, the Bleeping Herald, um, and she's interviewed physicists, biochemists. She currently writes for Psychology Today, the UK publication, What Doctors Don't Tell You, and she also blogs for Huffington Post. I would like to welcome my friend, colleague, and wonderful guest, Kate Montana. Hi, Kate. Hey, Christine. Well, this is so fun. I love getting these last minute, hey, I've got an opening, yes. you want to talk? <laughs> I know, and, it, and it's sad because the reason we had an opening was because we had to shuffle people around around because of the coronavirus. And we don't know details about it, but um, you know, it's, I'm so fortunate that I don't know anybody personally. I mean, yes, there's some well-known people who have passed because of this and I see posts. Fortunately, I don't know anybody at this point who has had it, obviously had it. Um, but it is touching me on a very deep level. And it's not just the changing of the lifestyle. It's, it's something much deeper than that. How has this coronavirus situation affected you personally? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm in, one, in one way, Christine, okay, I'm a writer, so I'm a recluse anyway. So I live with my computer wherever I am in the house and right. um, in my house, and I'm living in a two acre compound on the slopes of a volcano in the country on an island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> so, one way, so logistically, aside from shopping is um, more tenuous and uh, more difficult, and, you know, aside from that, my life hasn't changed at all. Logistically, internally, the gloves are off. The yeah. gloves are off. Um, I had, you know, I, I confess, I had, you know me, I'll talk about anything. Um, I had a total and complete abject meltdown about a month ago. The first time I ever heard about COVID back in February, all the all the bells went off, my psychic whatever kicked in, and I was like, oh my God, we're in for a ride. And um, and about 10 days later, I went into this like, I don't know, this coma place where I was in such abject terror. It was like it talk about a veil descending. I, I felt like I wasn't even I wasn't even here. Something else was here. I was this walking, talking fear thing about COVID. And um, God bless a friend of mine who does um, emotional freedom technique. She, yeah. she said yep. back when you were still meeting at the coffee shop and, you know, and actually having a conversation within two feet of each other. And she was just like, oh my God, who are you? And I said, mm -hmm. I am walking, talking fear. I don't know what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, let's, pro let's process this. Well, Christine, I ended up for half a day. I mean, for hours, I was literally on the ground, heaving, almost vomiting. I had wow. past life recalls of dying of the plague, dying, you know, oh, my vomit and urine and pustules in a, in a ditch. Um, I, it, it just went, I, I just had all these replays of all these times when something like this has happened and I've been the, 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 the victim of it. And I had no idea this was in me. This was at a cellular level and at a soul level. Yeah. And it was, wow. oh my God. And after I cleared that, I mean, I was screaming, I was tapping, I was walking, I was writhing on the ground. I mean, oh my God. So finally I had to get in my car and just drive because I got to the point where I had to scream, where I just had to let, and it was the only way because I was in a subdivision with her and you know, you can't do that. Holy Moses. Then it tripped into all the times as a woman in labor, you know, about to bring forth life that, you know, the pinnacle mm -hmm. joy moment racked with pain, but, you know, of, of birthing a child and dying in labor or having a stillbirth. Oh. And, you know, and the life, death, life, death, pain, sorrow, suffering. Oh, wow. my God. So wow. that's, <laughs> that, that's just a little bit. That's what COVID kicked off in me. And after I went through that day long process, uh -huh. I came out the other side and I swear to God, I've, I'm a different person. Um, fascinating, fascinating. And, you know, it's interesting because um, 
I had a reaction. It was probably around my birthday, February 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden I, I was by myself and all of a sudden I said aloud, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And I thought Seattle area. And I'm thinking, what's going to happen? What's going on? The last time I had that experience was I was riding on a bus into downtown Seattle when I used to work in downtown. I was two miles away from where I'd parked my car. And all of a sudden I like got up to get off at the next stop. And then I didn't. And then it took me 14 hours to get home that night because it was a surprise snowstorm. And, you know, it was a, a long story. But anyway, um, I had that same kind of reaction. So I'm thinking, so I started looking for rental properties in the hills of Arizona. You know, it, it, it was like, I knew Whoa. something big was happening. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as profound and as thorough a release as you're talking about. But one of the things that I had to contend with is there are all these people out there who are, I consider to be colleagues, friends, um, who were poo-pooing this. Like, this is nothing, you know? Oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's deep state or it's, you know, it's just fear that's creating this or whatever. And I'm thinking, heck, we're in this big collective going on right now. And like, if we're in a collective orchestra and we're in the flute section and things are going great in the flute section and the trombone section is sounding awful, you know, eventually you've got to stop the whole orchestra and say, hey, we got to fix something here. So what was your response or re- your reaction when people were having this kind of reaction? Like, oh, you know, th- this is nothing to worry about. You know, it's so interesting because when you were introducing the show, um, when you first came on, you said, we're going to explore the truth about COVID-19. Uh-huh. And I just was like, this little click in my mind. I was like, wow, isn't that just hitting the nail on the head? Because there are so many different levels of truth to this. Yeah. And the thing that jumps out at me is that we can't know the truth. Uh-huh. We will never know the truth. Right. We will be in confusion and debating this 500 years in the future. Mm-hmm. And that, that is one of the duplicitous, terrifying um, insecurities of living on this dualistic plane of matter, positive and negative, yin and yang, uh-huh. um, light and dark, masculine and feminine, is that we live in this separate, apparently separate existence that is fraught with opposition and conflict by its very physical nature Mm, yeah light and dark um positive and negative the you know electrons and positrons were the first things created in the big bang so there's been this no way to really find firm ground ever since the beginning it's always mutable it's always changing it's always inconsistent it's always in flux how can you feel secure in a situation like that How can you know truth in a situation like that? So, yeah, I mean, just like every other human being on the planet, I've ping pong between, you know, terror of dying. Oh, this is poo poo. This is hard. I mean, look at the death count. It's hardly, you know, what influenza knocks off on a good year in Europe. Um, All the, it's the deep state. Oh my God, it's Donald Trump. It's like, I don't know. And then, and then, yeah. And so we're in this constant maelstrom of confusion and, and terror. I mean, there's terror at being in there is. And, and I think that beyond the terror, what it's illuminated for me um, in terms of what some of what I've been feeling, but really what I've been tuning into with, with the collective is that there has been a great deal of grief on our planet, a great deal of grief, grief about how we have not you know, after all this inner work for so many people, we haven't created this positive, loving world. You know, there are children in cages. There are babies being pulled away from their mother's breasts to be put in a separate cage. Um, there's bullying. There is There are bombs dropping. There are people starving to death. There's just this horror. And for a long time now, I've been kind of tuned into this collective grief. And I know that part of what we need to do is release it. And I'm thinking... Well, you know, pandemic where lots of people die, where you don't have control, where you have to stop and shift your life in a variety of ways because you have no choice if you want to continue to live in this world. Um, and it's bringing up like another layer of grief. And I'm, I'm thinking on some level, 
it's it's too bad that there's all this grief but another level it feels important to sort of let that grief out so that our hearts can become more open for you know generating and manifesting in a more powerful way oh absolutely i i mean you can't deal with something until you see it and and i have to say on the flip side the brilliance the brilliance of this situation is basically fundamentally source has gone go to your room <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Think about where you are in your life. Think about what you've created here. Is this what you want? Yeah. Is this as good as it can get? Where are you in this? And so, yeah, <laughs> this is like time out, dude. <laughs> yes, we've been very bad and we've been sent to our rooms, yes. <laughs> well, you know, we haven't been bad. We have been ignorant. Yes. We, have been ignorant. we are ignorant of our very beings. We're ignorant that, you know, we can say that, yes, I'm spirit in a body. Um, I'm a soul on a journey. But the, the truth of it is, is that we are so bound to these bodies that this is our true identification. This is our true home in our mind. And that's a delusion. And but it's a very convincing delusion because, you know, if you, if I catch COVID, I could die. If you pinch me, I, you know, it hurts. Uh -huh. So, so I know I have every reason to be insecure. Mm. <laughs> I have every and, and yet we've chosen to be in this delusion, this illusion, this experience, probably for good reason, you know, and, and, and I don't think it's just about transcending these bodies, because I think there are a lot of people who think, oh, this is just like, you know, this is just something to, to get over. Well, you know, death will do that. But mm -hmm. it's, there's something we're supposed to be learning within the context of this framework, this, this physical reality, even if it is just this illusion in a matrix. Well, isn't that the big thing to learn, Christine, is that this really is an illusion, you know, and back to the whole I'm a spirit in a body thing. That's a nice philosophy. Uh -huh. And, you know, again, we all have, you know, if we meditate, you know, we all have moments and glimpses of the deeper truth of who we really are, which is totally not got anything to do with the body that we are these magnificent intelligences, if you will, let's just go to energy and intelligence and information, we don't even deal with spirit and soul, if you don't want to. Uh -huh. And we know we're something much deeper and greater than the physical. And this is pushing us to the place where we have the opportunity to, as you said, choose. You say, I've chosen to be in this body. You know, there was a time like about a month ago. <laughs> this is how fast change is happening right now in this pressure cooker we're all in. About a month ago, if you said, well, we're choosing to be in these bodies, I would have said, yeah, well, I don't know, Christine. I'm not too sure we even have a choice anymore. I, you know, karma, right. you come back, you, you're, you're not awake. You're asleep when you die and you're asleep when you, well, you're probably pretty awake when you wake, when you come into the birth through the birth canal and you uh -huh. arrive here. But pretty soon the whole idea about, you know, I'm in a body and all my senses tell me I'm separate. I'm alone. Mommy's out here. You know, the breast is out here. Everything I want is out here. I have to go get it. It's separate from me. Then we become these isolated standalone units called human beings with an ego that develops. And then we're off to the races and we have our life. We fall asleep and then we die and then we do the same thing. So where is the choice in that? So uh -huh. That I would have, that's would have been what I would have argued a month ago. <laughs> and now? Now I'm not, I, we, now I realize we choose this reality every day. Doggone it. Um, I really am responsible for the world around me and, and what I, what I perceive is true and real. And I have been buying into this whole reality. I have written books about this not being real. This whole, you know, the world is an illusion. Separation is an illusion. Uh -huh. the, the physical embodiment, all of this is an illusion. Quantum physics shows us that everything is energy and information at the quantum level, uh -huh. beyond the quantum level, and that everything is one thing and everything is united, that there is no physical, solid, material world. It's an illusion. Even Einstein said it's an illusion. It's a persistent one, but we keep persisting and seeing it as real. And it's because we operate in these bodies that we have descended into, occupied, 
Yeah. We resonate at the same frequency as the, you know, the plant and the wall and everything else. So yeah, sure. of course, it's tangible and real. But by God, Christine, there is a larger reality behind this. And every religion and every spiritual person I know, including myself, yaps on and on and on endlessly about how this is a spiritual world and everything is an illusion. But do we live that? Right. No. And it's kind of interesting because um, for some reason, what you're just talking about reminds me of this experience I had. And I talked about this on my show before where um, I woke up one morning feeling a little weird in my chest. It was a couple, like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I saw myself as Christine Upchurch um, sitting in Lincoln, Nebraska at a kitchen table with a different hairstyle, smoking a cigarette. Now I've never smoked a cigarette in this life. I used to live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And um, I said to her, you've got to stop smoking. It's affecting my, my lungs here. And I realized I can set boundaries. And I'm thinking, this is before I'd heard about parallel realities. Uh -huh. And so I thought, this is kind of interesting. Fast forward a number of years, I was feeling very sad about having been plucked out of Lincoln, Nebraska at a tender time, you know, when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I was grieving and the grief wouldn't go away. And it was the weirdest thing because I'm so good at processing things typically and I have good support. And then all of a sudden I just sort of reached out to my, the, the, the information in the field to the guides, whatever, and said, please help me. And I was sitting in rush hour traffic and all of a sudden I could see myself as Christine Upchurch, still living in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I saw my comparison and it was like this energetic thing, but it was like, there she was the same age as I was. She'd already had kids, grandkids, her husband in a happy marriage had died, but had already passed on. Her life felt very complete. And mine with all this struggle, the cancer, the bad marriage, the, you know, this and that, you know, the, was the expansive one. So I knew on some level here I am, whatever I is kind of observing and my focus wants to be where all this struggle and change is, you know? So it's it's like, there's this bigger reality that's multiple realities. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of where are we focusing right now? Absolutely, absolutely. And I literally hit the wall about two weeks ago. I know because you read the email. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like, I had an awakening experience in 2007. And I didn't have it because the experience was the absence of Kate altogether. Kate went away. I opened my eyes after meditation and I was in Samadhi and, and Union and that Kate didn't come back for three days. You know this story, but so everything since that, that non-experience, because it was just, I am, and there was no Kate persona, no separation from the world. And it was the enlightened state of oneness. And I'm like, and then Kate, the neurological network, the perception of Kate Montana came back. Oh. And I was in talk about a descent back into hell because all of a sudden, even though I knew it was an illusion, the way Kate thinks, the way the human being thinks, the way the ego thinks is I'm separate and alone and I am Kate and I'm a woman and I'm a blonde and I'm a writer and all this identification, which is my story. I was back in my story and up until that awakening, my story had been the, had been very precious to me. And I totally believed in my story. That awakening showed me that my story was a total illusion. It was just a mental construct. And Kate Montana is just a thought in my mind. She doesn't really exist at all. Oh I, I, I want to learn lots more about that because that, that's a mind-blowing concept. We have to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with Kate Montana. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. 
The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. This is Debbie Pokornick with a break-free parenting tip. Parenting will always be a bit of a mystery. Who knows why some parenting ideas work and others do not? Or why some kids seem to succeed despite family setbacks, while others have so much given to them and yet fail to thrive. The one thing we do know is that once you have a child, you'll never be quite the same again. Awe-inspiring emotions like overwhelming love, extreme guilt, intense frustration, and incredible joy make this job second to none. Breaking free of parenting pressures means recognizing the pieces that make us unique, the pieces that we carry with us from the past, and the pieces that are influenced by the society we live in. When we can pick and choose which pieces we want to keep around and change the others to align with our inner wisdom, we will feel more self-assured in our role as a parent. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. The Vibration of Change. That magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Having a wonderful conversation today with Kate Montana, and you're lucky to get to overhear it because Kate always has some fascinating things to say. Uh, Kate, okay. Why doesn't Kate exist? Why does this reality not exist? Uh, you know, because I think that there, we've got a lot of evidence that that's not the case. So where are you coming from with that? The mind creates our reality. The physical body, yes, it has its own input, obviously. You know, we can get sick, we can be hurt, whatever. And, and mm -hmm. that drives our decisions and our choices in life to a great degree. But it's our mind is where it's at. And when we come into these bodies as little babies, um, we get programmed in immediately that the world is outside of us and that we're separate from the world. And as we learn language, we start to identify with our bodies. We identify with the words we hear and learn. And we learn, you know, we are in the, you know, we're white collar, we're blue collar, we're black, we're white, we're yellow, whatever. We learn Labels, that yes. we adopt an identity immediately. And then it's like... and nobody ever questions this why would anybody ever question this it would be insane to question that uh, you know of course i'm kate Mott. of course you're christine upchurch and you're a white woman doing radio shows and blah 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 it's right. obvious i'm talking to you here we are but underneath this we keep talking about this spiritual kingdom we talk about the kingdom of heaven that is within us mm -hmm. we keep talking about heaven and we talk about hell well these are real places and I've finally come to understand that we live in hell because <laughs> I, I finally got it Christine because <laughs> well, <laughs> there are moments when I totally agree with you but yes <laughs> you know that 
awakening that, that happened in 2007, three days of liberation of from no Kate, no agenda, no worries, no concerns. Absolutely, I am safe. I am eternal. There is no death. I was never born. That was the state of consciousness that is that is us, that that's reality. That's what's real. Because what's real is steadfast, eternal, unchanging, and love. Now, we live in the antichrist of that. We live in hell. When I told you when the neurological network, the associative mind, the way Kate thinks, the identity of Kate started to reframe and lock me in it was like being taken from oh my god it was like being locked in a cell and put in a it was awful it was a descent into hell to be crippled as my and become me again god mm -hmm. and then i spent the last 13 years trying to figure out how to get back to that place knowing right. that I couldn't because I couldn't meditate my way back to it. I couldn't do yes. anything because Kate striving to get back to liberation is solidifying Kate. Right. Doing something. Yeah. And, and, and this, the striving and the struggle, it doesn't create the allowing that is our best connection with all that is that, that bigger reality. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the truth is, it's black and white. You're either awake or you're asleep. You're either, you're either awake or you're asleep. You're in heaven or you're in hell. Mm -hmm. That's the awakened perspective. It's very obvious when I was awake that I had been asleep and that Kate was a dream, a total dream. The exact same analogy is when you wake up in the morning, you're in the throes of a dream in bed at night. And, you know, oh my God, it's very real. And then you wake up and it's poof, it evaporates, poof. It's mm -hmm. the exact same thing when you awaken from this reality. It's poof, and it's like, oh my God, I could have had a V8. Oh my God, all this time. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's so obvious and it's staggering. So, and then, and then we are also in the dream. The dream is real mm -hmm. when you're in it. Yeah, it the is. Very real. And and I do believe that we're willing participants in this dream, Absolutely. you know, it, it's, it, but it's a collective. I mean, that, so there's this aspect of playing out within the dream, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and, and it is a bigger picture, a collective, you know, that, that trombone section is getting loud and, and, and off key, you know, so how do those of us who have been doing our best to play really good music deal with this awful sound coming from the orchestra right now? How do we respond to this? Well, as we talked about during the break, it is all about how we react to this situation. It's, it, it's all about us. It, you know, whatever the governments do, whether this is the deep state plot or whether what, or, or, you know, COVID was sent to this planet from by aliens, whatever the, the actual overarching truth with that we will never probably know is bottom line is how do we react? And what I have come to in these past four weeks is that I'm choosing finally to look at reality and mm -hmm. And instead of the dream, I'm choosing finally to accept that there is this greater kingdom within and that it is here right now, shining, that this, this, that love and our eternal life is right here, right now. Have you ever seen any of those, um, you know, those uh, uh, pictures where, you know, look at this, do you see the lady or the hag? It's one of those perceptual tests. Yes, yes. It's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, we're, I'm looking at the hag for 68 years and then all of a sudden I wake up and almost, I see this beautiful woman. The drawing oh. hasn't changed one iota. Right. My perception has changed and it's that dramatic, a shift in consciousness. Now, the trick is to hold the picture of the beautiful lady. The trick is to hold the vision of this place as whole and complete and perfect and loving and divine. And 
beautiful. Or, or, in or the midst I, I think that there, there's, I'm sorry, what? I said we, to hold that vision in the midst of all, even though everything is telling you, no, it's a hag, no, it's a hag, no, it's a hag. It's like, no, it's not. I refuse. Or, or we, we could actually take that bird's eye view and say, we have both the hag and the beautiful woman. Absolutely. And when do we finally choose heaven or hell? The, I see I've been playing this internal game for 13 years Christine ever since that awakening in the three days and all that and then Kate came back and I, Kate has been has spent the last 13 years trying to resolve the two yes uh -huh. I, I have finally accepted that I'm in this reality and Kate came back blah blah I finally understand why Kate, Kate came back I didn't know why for the longest time why and because I had set forward my will my ego will for decades, I need to, I want to publish books. I want to be famous. I want to have this experience. I want to travel. I had a boatload of karma full steam ahead that I had to live, that, that had imprinted on the quantum field that had to be lived out. So, uh-huh, I was invested in my special, unique, individual ego and its desires and what it created. Mm -hmm. I had to live it out. I've really only come to this in the last, literally the last few weeks. And I'm like, oh, of course I had to live this out. Yeah. So what the whole COVID situation has done, everything is so, boy, I would love to use a few four letter words, but anyway, um, th this world is so vershukta that, that we, I finally just went, oh my God, this is not heaven. This is not who I really am. This is not where I want to dwell. This mm -hmm. is not the vision I want to hold anymore. This is not the identity I want to have anymore. I know there's greater. I have to see through this veil of tears. And this yeah. is a veil of tears. Yes, yeah. I have divine moments. We all do. And it's beautiful, but it doesn't last. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you want in this world. It doesn't last and inevitably we come to death and that is the exact antithesis of what is real which is eternal life mm -hmm. eh. and and <laughs> my my goal in this life um is to integrate in a way that instead of like having moments of that connection Mm -hmm. and living in the hell and then having like these compartmentalized you know experiences to like shift back and forth on a moment to moment basis mm -hmm. because i think that how do i put this to me that's that's my goal in consciousness it, and it's not about like needing it more of the time but rather to, to like be more aware of the duality on the moment-to-moment -moment basis mm -hmm. and live my life kind of having both aspects help me to navigate within this realm we call earth. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a choice and it's a back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I've done that for 13 years. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that anymore, Christine. I don't so what are you going to do? I want to see the truth. And the truth is, so, you know, it's interesting because right now, I have a lot of practice time watching Donald Trump, you know, do his thing on his daily briefings uh, and, and the, 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 the mess globally, the confusion about COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm finally realizing that we are all divine beings. We, I am not Kate Montana. Donald Trump isn't Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's not this narcissistic whatever being he truly is a child of God. And until I stop, until I stop judging him mm -hmm. and seeing him as a narcissistic jerk who doesn't give a hoot about anything or anybody but himself and judge him for that and hate him for that mm -hmm. and despise him for that and want, you know, I, I mean, I hear people say, I wish a shooter would take him out. That is pure attack mode. But mm -hmm. if we look at the truth of we are all one, I'm attacking myself yeah. when I, attack. there's no getting around it. And it's satisfying to the ego. I'm so much better than Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, the ego loves to be right and to be better. It needs to be special. That's what the ego is all about. Let me be special. And 
there's nothing more special than uh, to add spirituality to that. Oh, I'm going to be right. Yeah. And, and with Donald Trump, I, I keep coming back to compassion for how a narcissist is created. It's typically between the ages of two and four, they either get abandoned, rejected, or have some significant fear of abandonment or rejection. And it, and it, it you know, based on his history with his father, that's in the public realm, you know, it makes perfect sense. And so he got into survival mode, that empathy center in the brain never fully developed. And it's evident and it's horrific sometimes to see what unfolds because of it. And yet I've got great compassion for that little boy who didn't get the love that he needed. Absolutely. He is in hell. Yeah. He's in hell. Yes. We're all in hell on and off, you know, sometimes. And again, what I'm finally doing, Christine, is I'm taking my eye off of the ego's dreams of if I could just write enough books and become famous enough, I'll make enough money and then I'll be safe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be, but I'll be more than anything, I'll be safe. I'll be secure. If I have enough money in the bank, if I have enough stocks right now, all of that is being stripped it violently is. from is. almost everybody in the world. There is, and we are being forced to look at a brutal truth. There is mm. no safety and security in this reality. None. And I want to talk further about that. But before we go any further, I do want to make sure our listeners know how they can connect with you. Um, what's your website and uh, how can they connect? Sure, it's www.katemontana.com. And that's Kate with a C. And um, you can also find me on uh, Facebook, The Real Kate Montana. The real Kate Montana. You know, Kate Montana was taken, so I had to do the. Well, we have the, the real. real. Oh, so, <laughs> so when I did the real Kate Montana, don't you know? I just about busted a gut laughing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right. Oh, we're it, we're we're in you know we're in this dream. COVID nineteen has made its presence known. Do you feel that there's any wisdom or lessons within the context of this hell, as you call it, that we're supposed to live to get us closer to heaven? Absolutely. I think it's nothing. I think it's one of the most bold and brilliant opportunities humanity has ever had, mm. especially because we're at such a point where, where we can enter, thank God we can communicate even, you know, when we're quarantined and we've got the media and we've got the mm. opportunity. And I, I think that we cannot help but see how unsatisfying our lives have been in the past and how we've been sucked out into doing and having and that that's not sustainable it's not yeah. satisfying it's not sustainable and it's not satisfying why are we doing it yes yes so that's and the first step i mean it, it, i mean it, i'm talking about some way far out there shift into you know total altered consciousness about embrace you know what is and embrace i'm still hey i'm still struggling with this i'm i'm in i'm in process but my god what we all can do right now is to take a long hard look at what we have valued and see that it's built on it's a it's a castle made of sand yeah it is and it's the isolation that this creating by necessity within the physical realm kind of underscores the isolation that's already existed on some level and we're we're craving more of that connection. I think about um, how more people are texting and FaceTiming with people they care about. I've got more connection with my brothers right now than I have in a long time. Um, and the things that I'm craving are like, you know, basic things like sitting in a restaurant across the table from my son having a really deep conversation, you know, while getting yummy Mexican food, that things that are simple. And yet that's what I'm valuing right now are those connections. And I think about our economic system. Oh my goodness, it's been, you're talking about it's been built on sand. Absolutely. This, the haves versus the have nots, which I, again, there's a lot of grief associated with where we've been there. Um, and this is kind of accentuating for us, illuminating for us how dysfunctional and unsustainable it is. Just how dysfunctional and unsustainable the ego is. The uh -huh. ego perception is always about needing to be safe, 
and to protect itself mm-hmm. and which means attacking others it means competition it means yeah. war it means i have to justify my position i have to justify my attitude and my belief systems i have to justify my existence and underneath all this is terrible guilt and a sense uh-huh. that something is deeply wrong and i don't know what to do and we're told to go to a god that we've been taught is this angry as son of a gun up in the sky and so that <laughs> god is frightening i know hey benny i'm i'm trying to not make you work later cleaning this up <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> um you know so so we we don't trust god yes. so where where can we go poor beloved human beings oh my god and we are these divine spirits that are pure consciousness that that we can walk in a second into absolute bliss mm-hmm. but we have to drop our attachment to the world we think we want which is oh, all based that, on a separate ego that and a the, word attachment yeah. yeah and and that attachment to to this illusion of safety uh-huh. is probably one of the greatest attachments there is absolutely So you know there's there's I have one here's my talisman on a moment to moment basis going through walking through this situation is where am I I'm pretty much either in two states I'm either in fear or I'm in love mm-hmm. And those are the two opposite choices and reflecting two completely different realities And when I find myself starting to go into fear it's like oh my god am I going to be able to pay my rent mm-hmm. I'm like oh well I do not trust God, I do not trust spirit, I do not mm-hmm. trust my divinity. I do not trust its promise. Uh-huh. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a spiritual teacher who's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Okay? So because I'm not moving into that reality, I'm not fiercely holding on to that what I know is true even though I cannot see it. Uh-huh. I cannot touch it. Everything that tells me that I can depend on something, it isn't there. Right. I can't depend on this either. So why not make the choice to start choosing to trust in the invisible and the unseen which we are anyway and spend more and more time focusing on that aspect of our being and doing our best to hold that other vision. And even if we can't trust, we also can't control it and I think that for many of us facing the lack of control yeah is um great. terrifying it's great it's terrifying it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Absolutely. earth is a darn good school yeah <laughs> it is and you know the whole point is to be able to come to the point where we see through the illusion and leave the playground mm-hmm. how long do we want to stay on the playground that inflicts so much pain and suffering Yeah. And But, yes, it's lovely. It's lovely to have a dream as long as we're you know, here's been my shtick, Christine, for the last 13 years. As long as I'm in this bloody dream, I may as well make it a happy dream. Uh-huh. So my whole intent and purpose with all my books and all my talks and everything else is well, let's uplift the game. Let's bring us up to a different playing field so that we can have fun together. Right. And that's the vision I think we all hold. But I think what really slammed me between the eyes and I hate to be I'm trying not to be depressing, but what really got me is that even if I realized even if you know that we talk about the thousand years of light that's to come and enlightenment and joy and all that. A thousand years? Yeah. After that what happens? We descend back into darkness and ingress in ignorance and pain and suffering again. It's like it's the nature of the world. It's cyclic. It's up and down. It's inconsistent. It's not trustworthy. and the polarity creates a a great realm for learning yeah what yes. do you choose mm-hmm. yeah despite all hell breaking loose what do you choose mm-hmm. what did those beloved christians facing the lions in the arena never once flinching from their faith what does that take mm-hmm. to see a different kingdom Yeah. Hold dear to that and trust that it's there because that kingdom is there and it will never betray us and it will never it will never let us fall or fail because we can. And, 
And I think that there's, for those of us who feel like we've, we're here for a purpose to help shift things, it's, um, we're having to let go of the attachment to how this turns out. <laughs> we need to show up in a big way, but let go of attachment because we can't control it. Absolutely. You know, one of the big things, and I said, you know, one of the reasons Kate came back because this Kate ego had an agenda, had books yeah. to write, things to say, and la la la, it was all about what Kate had to do. I finally am letting that go. That's why I started, that's why I'm starting to teach a course in miracles. It's the <laughs> best tool I know, aside from meditation, to getting out of the illusion that we're in right. and to find heaven within us again. And, and I, I love the fact that you're, 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 are you charging a fee for this oh, teaching? No, no. Which is great. So um, it's, is it on katemontana.com? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They can find me at the real Kate Mont. Well, yeah, go info at katemontana.com. Great. And uh, so, yeah, Kate, so I just want to make one last point. It's just like okay, quickly, uh, quickly from ego Kate, my agenda, my message, my this, that, and the other thing. I'm surrendering. This is the this book is the best thing I know to get people out of their pickle, me included. Okay, okay. So, cool. Kate, thank you. You know, I know there's so much we don't know about this, um, but I really appreciated having this conscious conversation with you. Um, thanks so much. Thank you, darling. What a pleasure. And thank you for joining us here today. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.